1: Welcome in, everybody, to the CFP Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com. Alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92. You can follow me at Bill Trocci and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and submit a brief review. That would be very helpful to us. And Bill, I think at some point I'm going to have to start calling Twitter X or no, I I, I haven't crossed that barrier yet. Do I need to?
2: (laughs) I don't. I don't. Yeah. Like I think it's X formally Twitter. I don't. Yeah. I'd still call it Twitter. One of these days we'll make the
1: switch. Everyone knows what I'm talking about, which is the most important thing. So anyway. All right. Well, welcome in. We have a few topics after uh, kind of a really fun uh, week eight that we saw. Some good games, and uh, we're gonna, we, we talked about Michigan in a previous show with Dan Wilkin. We'll stay off that, and we'll go to the actual games that are being played, which is nice. For we will kick off the show with a little Trochi trivia. Then we'll talk some USC. We'll talk some Heisman. We'll talk some unbeatens uh, and uh, see where it goes from there. So uh, today's Trochi trivia, I looked back at the preseason AP Top 25. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cut it off at, at the top 20. Okay. 16 of the preseason top 20 are still in the top 25, which is pretty remarkable probably for week eight in the season. I would think mm-hmm. anyway, can you name the four teams that were in the preseason top 20 that have dropped out mm-hmm. of the AP top 25 for week eight. So we will revisit that at the end of the show. But, uh, yeah, four teams, only four, have uh, dropped out of the preseason. It's been pretty chalky so far. Mm -hmm. We'll see uh, where it goes from there.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
3: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.
1: Now, USC is a team that is actually hanging in there in the top 25. They were in the preseason top 10 so i'll give you a hint it's not usc but we'll, let's talk a little bit about usc they're coming off a loss to utah it is their fourth loss to the utes in three three different cities they've lost in salt lake city los angeles and las vegas uh in the last three years uh, what is the state of the usc program they are catching a lot of heat they were six and O, but it wasn't a pretty six and O. And everyone was warning that these bad habits were going to sting them and sting them. They have over the last two weeks. Well, They're they're
2: not owning it. Like not having your players come out after a loss. That's weak. Not I mean, at all. And yeah. then Lincoln Riley not doing his press conference. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter last night I said Jim Harbaugh made his radio appearance and he's got things going on right now. But, uh, You know, they're spoiling an elite offense, one that averages 45.3 points per game, but it's the same. ranks third in the FPS. It's the same story with Utah every time. Like, even when they took the lead, I'm like, well, there's still time left on the clock. You can't trust their defense to get a stop. You couldn't trust their defense to get a stop against Tulane. You couldn't trust that defense to get a stop in either game against Utah. Um, It sounds like from reports there's a little bit of coddling going on with the players like it's lincoln riley tough days for him i mean and you, you making comparisons i mean they're not winning the big games out there and they're i mean i got news for him um when they come to the big 10 the visibility is going to be more you can't hide after a loss to iowa you can't hide after a loss to michigan state like it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that so I mean I would say they are arguably the, the the most disappointing team through the first heading into this stretch run.
1: What? I didn't know what you were talking about with Lincoln Riley. He skipped his radio show or
2: or he skipped his press conference yesterday or I believe I don't I better double check that that uh he didn't have availability yesterday when he typically does. But I mean if that's not even if that's not true so be it, but not having your players come out and own it because I'll tell you this I was at Ohio State, Penn State on Saturday.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Went to the Penn State press conference. Drew Aller was in tears. He didn't, have, you know, but he and he owned it. You know, he had a terrible day at Ohio State. Terrible, like he's getting hammered. And they third downs were terrible. And that dude owned it. He came out and owned every question. James Franklin owned it. Everybody was expecting like this James Franklin meltdown after uh another top ten loss. And it's pretty measured, honestly. I mean, Olu Fashano, there's a guy. That was Caleb Williams' teammate in high school, owning it, Uh, you know, every second. Yeah, I'm I'm continually impressed by that guy. Any NFL team, go draft Olu. You're going to be all right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, okay, you don't want to talk to the media. We know what happened with the media earlier this fall, where they banned a reporter. Like, (laughs) good luck doing that in Columbus or Ann Arbor or... Uh, You know, one of those the
1: NFL when you're Caleb Williams and you're in the NFL next year and you lose a game, you're not going to be able to skip your media obligations.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that's the whole like when you preach accountability and then getting beat by Utah. And I mean, at what point are we just, we never give Kyle Whittingham enough credit ever. I mean, what team can lose their starting quarterback and cobble together six wins? Probably beat Oregon this weekend or find a way to do it. And, you know, like continually undervalue that program, especially when they're at home for them to go and, you know, win that game. It's I'm pretty impressed. That's like the opposite, but I mean, it's not all bad for Lincoln Riley. I don't want to bash them too much. I just think he's done a lot of good at USC, but the next step is a little elusive.
1: Yeah. And there's some crazy stats. I mean, I think I showed this to Lincoln Riley and Clay Hilton, both 17 and five. Right. 22 games at USC, and I think I read Helton won his next four. So, we're, <laughs> Riley is a good chance one of these good back 12 seasons is going to beat him in the next four weeks. He's going to have a worse record than Clay Helton over, over 24 25 games or whatever. Some crazy other stats. Let me uh, I think it was Antonio Morales of the Athletic. Yeah, he had some really interesting stats about players who have just exploded against USC and not anybody else. Um, uh, Bryson Barnes, Utah's backup quarterback, you know, for Cam Rise mm-hmm. threw for 235 yards. His season high was 160. Before that, uh, Arizona State running back Cam Scatibo had 111 yards against USC. His season high was 71. Before that, 40 yards less. Mm-hmm. O'Marion Miller, remember that game? Colorado. Seven catches for 196 yards. He has one catch the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's all these guys are getting healthy against this Alex Grinch defense. And uh that'll be the you know, fall that's, guy. That's the that's that's the issue. I think people are just really frustrated that Lincoln Riley brought him back and that they're they were hoping for improvement and they're not seeing it.
2: Yeah, and uh by the way, he he was under the weather for trojans live yesterday his weekly radio show so again like right. nick saban shows up at that restaurant or wherever he does after they lose i mean that's it's one of those basic building blocks so i think it's fair to criticize him for that and, and criticize this defense and criticize the inability i mean they they were the team i picked to go to the playoff in the pac-12 and now they look like I mean, the fourth best team maybe they're not better than washington or or well We'll talk about Washington here in a little bit, but the point stands that they have work to do before they go into the big, big 10. And I don't think that's going to cut it when you got to go play in Ann Arbor and happy Valley.
1: And, you know, especially Columbus. Right. So uh, let's transition because Caleb has dropped way out of the hospital. He was the front runner two weeks ago. Now he's, he's way, way back. Uh, And we've got a new leader. And I think you're working on a story this week on uh, a couple of big 10 guys that have really shot up the last couple of weeks, JJ McCarthy and Maserati Marvin. Oh my gosh.
2: My buddy's texting me. It's a good thing I was in the booth because it sounds like that. I was up late Saturday night. I I filed my one to one thirty-three to you and it's about three o'clock in the morning. And that replay came on and I was, you know, finishing up, you know, getting ready for Sunday and, he said it like four times in the 10 minutes I was listening. So I was like, what? No wonder. Um, but I mean, if I'm Marv Harrison, I would go get that NIL deal immediately. But I don't, I don't, not, know, where, right? I don't know where the Maserati dealership here is in, in Central Ohio, but I'm sure he can find it. Um, if I was voting on the Heisman, I would vote and I have one. So my top three this week would be in any order. It's Penix, Harrison. McCarthy and Penix had a rough night. And that's how that Heisman works. They Arizona blitzed the you know what out of him. They got after him. He had a rough night. He threw a couple picks. I think McCarthy is best player on best team, arguably. He, regardless of all we talked with Dan about all the noise around that program. We don't have to get into that. But uh and Marvin Harrison's best player, regardless of position. So that's another layer to that upcoming game that. You know the Heisman could be on the line. The two years ago, Aiden Hutchison and CJ Stroud were Heisman finalists. Last year, CJ was Heisman finalist. Blake Corum would have been had he not got hurt. Um, Be the third straight year those two schools might have a guy in New York. I don't doubt it at all. JJ McCarthy's damn good. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's he's having a he's taking that next step.
1: I admit, I've told you I usually. I have three screens on a Saturday in each time slot. So I got, you know, eyes on eight or nine games at a minimum each Saturday. Try and like just keep up with everything. Give, you know, people, most people do not. So I'm trying to be able to give my insights through that uh, each week. And because of Michigan's mismatches and blowouts and everything else, I had not really watched them this season. They were always comfortably ahead. They didn't have a good matchup to begin with. There were more compelling games, more with national interest. Uh, but with the off-the-field stuff for Michigan and the Michigan State game it was on NBC this week, I really I watched a lot of that game. And holy mackerel, I walked away thinking J.J. McCarthy has made big strides from last year. I mean, he was so accurate, so confident. He could extend plays when they did break down, was very composed, and he's just – He, it's. I wouldn't say night and day. He was good last year, but it's just he looks like that five-star quarterback that they're talking about. He looks like that NFL quarterback that they're talking about. And, yeah, that was really fun to watch. And I look forward to, you know, finally they're going to play some real games in, you know, Penn State and Ohio State, Big Ten championship games. So I look forward to watching a lot more of him and a lot more of Michigan because they're really good and really fun to watch. Um, He is – I got the latest Heisman odds here from BetMGM. And uh, McCarthy's number one. And Penix is two. And Jaden Daniels is three, actually, um, from the betting perspective. And Jordan Travis is four, with and then Dale, uh, Dylan Gabriel. So, where, where is Marv- Maserati Marv has a little work to do to get into the top five. I think he's right in the next tier with a Bo Nix, right? And yeah, I think that's a. That's Mate, a his path is his path is still pretty much there because, like mm-hmm.
2: that Penn State game, he was the best player on the field. That was like watching a 1989 game between Big Ten teams, and they had the one receiver making plays. And if he does that against Michigan and he does that against whoever they play in the Big Ten championship game, he vaulted up the receiver numbers. Um, he could still win it. Uh, the, and those other quarterbacks, it's all, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the, those six quarterbacks on the undefeated teams will all have it. Well, with Kyle McCord's probably a little bit behind because Marv's their Heisman guy. But the other five, it'll depend on you get to New York by getting your team to the playoffs.
1: And you nailed it as far as that as far as that as far as that as far as the Penn State Ohio State game. Like it was two great defenses, young quarterbacks. Ohio State has Marvin Harrison and Penn State doesn't. And that proved to be the difference. He got 16 targets in that game. And I heard someone discussing, well, put Marvin Harrison on Penn State. And who wins that game? Probably and,
2: Penn State.
1: And maybe so.
2: <laughs> I mean, because their defense played really well. I think Max Olson, I sat next to him. Up in the press box uh Saturday, he wrote that that you know the difference was Marv, and he's probably right because Penn State didn't have the receivers, and drew Aller looked really uncomfortable it was that was a little eye opening but yeah, I mean as far as the heisman goes it it can change each week um McCarthy and Harrison have that big stage at the end of the year though the biggest stage of all these games I mean that game. This is something I was talking to you off the record yesterday, not off the record. We're always on the record. but Everything
1: we talk about, Bill, is on the record. On the
2: record. And I said, uh, um, the reason I don't think Michigan's going to get punished during the year is because, at least until that Ohio State game, is look what they get to sell. You know, two 11-0 teams, uh, the Heisman Trophy, the Big Ten, the the back and forth between Day and Harbaugh. If, if they were like – this week the big 10 said uh oh, michigan's ineligible for the big 10 championship that would take away from that and the tv networks that costs them millions of viewers so i don't regardless of what this punishment is for them that's why i think it will come later and jj mccarthy's a big reason why like you want to you want to see them lose on the field right you want you, the patriots at spygate they got theirs on the field when they lost in that super bowl to David Tyree, sorry to bring that up. I know you're a Patriots fan. Um, the Astros got theirs on the field eventually. I don't, I know they got it last night. Apparently the Rangers won. Correct. So um, yeah, you want to see like, they want to see Penn state beat Michigan or Ohio state beat Michigan or Georgia beat Michigan or TCU beat Michigan last year. So I, I like seeing it play out on the field and I think Marvin, J.J. could very well be playing for the Heisman. You like Jaden Daniels. He's still got a shot. He's got that Lamar path to it. If they beat Alabama and they lose a couple games, it might not matter if his stats are so much better than everybody else's. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available
0: for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
4: Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted.
1: Yeah, that one's coming up in two weeks, the Alabama-LSU game. That'll be a big one for Jaden, and that'll get a huge audience, too, every year especially the winner probably got the sec West championship and going to Atlanta. So yeah, that one's going to have a ton of eyeballs on November 4th. Uh, I looked at some composite computer formulas. I think there's like four out there. ESPN, FP, F, whatever FPI, I guess it's called is one of them and oh, other bunch. They've got Michigan this week. They've got Michigan number one, Ohio state number two. Should everybody have that order?
2: So I did a story for us, and here was – I like doing my own formula. And okay. All right. my math, And you're going to read it. You're going to read it today, obviously. Gender
1: formula. I want to hear it. So
2: it's margin of victory. Okay. Like average margin of victory because Michigan's played one more game. The record of the teams you've played. Mm-hmm. The record of the teams left. And I – you could grade that either way. So record of teams left, you could say, well, it's better to have the easiest – I give you credit for having the toughest schedule left because that's the way you can build your resume more. So your quarterback, your starting quarterback's efficiency, because I think you have to have a quarterback and victories against ranked teams. I took one point off. Like you, you subtract a point because you want to have the lowest score. Well, it spit out that this is for the top six unbeaten power five teams. No offense to James Madison Air Force. And, uh, Liberty, they're not going to go to the playoff. I I wish Air Force could, honestly. Uh, So that formula spit it out like this. And here was the top six, that first screen. Four in, two out. It was one, Michigan. Two, Ohio State. Three, Oklahoma, which is Mm -hmm. a little bit of a surprise. Four, Georgia. Five, Washington. Six, Florida State. Who says no? I mean, Mm. Florida State probably has a better resume but they have the least – if they lose, I think they get hit the hardest because of the ACC schedule. Um, Washington didn't chart as well. They're, they haven't played anybody but Oregon, honestly. They haven't played a tough schedule yet, and they have tough games coming. So five makes sense for them. Oklahoma profiled a little bit higher. But and-
1: Washington's uh- – Margin of victory must have been very good, although they they only had a small. They have the
2: they had the lowest margin of victory. Really? Yes, which was also surprising. Uh because I guess they Arizona, yeah. Arizona think,
1: was close, Oregon was close.
2: Cal yeah. scored a bunch of points on them. Like they scored like 34 on yeah. they them. So were
1: far ahead in that game. Those so that's
2: hard. like the secret with Washington is like you watch them, you're like, Oh my gosh, they're killing teams, but they're really not. So point being, if you use that formula, and that's that's In my opinion, I wrote the article, it's not bad. Um, Because that's what I watch. I was like, okay, are you beating teams like you should? Are you, who have you played? Because as we know, Bill, this is the time of year where they say you ain't, you ain't played anybody and you ain't beat anybody. That's
1: played anybody yet.
2: Ain't played anybody, ain't beat anybody, even though you're eight now. Um, And then the, uh, you do look at who they have left. I had more look at that. Like I said, it's a chance to build your resume more. I mean, Washington will be fine if they get through USC and Oregon State and Utah. they got a tough schedule. Uh, Michigan will be fine if they play their November's tough. Georgia actually has the toughest schedule remaining of those teams because they play Mizzou and Ole Miss and uh, Tennessee and Florida. That's four – and maybe even Georgia Tech. That's five straight teams that will play in a bowl game.
1: So – uh michigan do they have the weakest schedule of everybody to date
2: no that was another surprise it was let me
1: that surprises me because they have played the dregs of the big 10 and three really weak non-conference well i
2: mean rutgers is actually good Mm. big 10 wise six and two minnesota's four and three and nebraska's four and three so Big Ten-wise, they're not actually the dregs. So their record was a little okay. higher. The, so teams played. They are Washington has played uh, a, a lower schedule, and Georgia has played a lower. Georgia's schedule is horrendous. They've played four two-win teams. So the, the best team. I've firmly
1: been in the camp that Georgia should not be number one. Firmly. But the AP, AP voters and the uh, Sporting News 133 voter does not agree with. Well,
2: that. I mean, again, and this is the Urban Meyer way of doing it, and we've had this back and forth a couple weeks now. Where I, I still need to see him lose, and I, it's maybe it's wrong, but I I still think <laughs> when they do these rankings next Tuesday, they'll put Georgia one or two. But I mean, this is the fairest way to do it. If you said Georgia four by this formula, yeah, that makes sense. The the best Their record record wise, the best team they've played so far is UT Martin, but uh, um, (laughs) I mean that's fact. So, I think those six will sort themselves out. What it tells me is, and the most important, the most interesting things that came out of it was like, I'm probably not as high on Washington now. Especially mm-hmm. after watching them against Arizona State, that I'm not as confident that they're going to get through all those teams unbeaten, unbeaten. I'll put it that way. Florida State has the easiest route, but the most to lose if they slip. I think Michigan and Ohio State are the two best teams in the country in terms of Michigan's look the best, and Ohio State has the best resume. But Georgia's still the defending national champ, and you they, you don't win that many games in a row. They're still winning. So they they're kind of like Florida State in 2014 where they're going to be number 1 until we're until they're not.
1: Yeah, so Ohio State's got the two big wins of course. And I mean Florida State they beat LSU obviously handily. Uh they got that Clemson win which is not looking great anymore. They're 4 and 3, right? Clemson mm-hmm. I think so that's too bad. I think a win at Clemson should still be a nice feather in the cap, so to speak for the Seminoles feather in the, in the uh, chief Osceola there. And then um, the Duke win was good. they got lucky though that Leonard got hurt. I think that was a back and forth, even game. And when he went down the the, the gap between the QB two and the QB one at Duke is, is rather large. And so Uh, But again, that registers as a a good win for them. They've blown some teams out. It's funny to hear them sixth out of six when I feel like they've answered. They've beaten some good teams and they've answered the call. They
2: should probably be fourth. They will be fourth in the first set of rankings. Oh. I think they will be top four over Washington and Oklahoma. But to me, if I was dividing this up, I would say Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, Washington, Oklahoma. There are two sets of teams there. I, I do think, I mean, that's what adds to the drama of Ohio State and Michigan. They're both really good. I mean, Ohio State's really good defensively. And then, you know, those are the, they could have a scenario where you and I have talked about this, where there's five teams, four slots. Well, there's also that factor of if Ohio State and Michigan keep doing what they're doing, it could be five five four conferences basically because the big 10 could get two or no, they'd be three. I think the big 10 could get two playoff teams again. They're the only one that can because of these two. And we haven't even talked about Alabama. They should probably just that sec shorts again was great. Cause they're not, they may just how great they may ruin everything for everybody by winning by seven all year.
1: So I'm just looking at Oklahoma and Washington after narrow victories lost whatever number one votes they got from the previous week. So now we're down to four teams. We had six teams getting number one votes last week. Now we're down to four, the Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State. So interesting to see that. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, good. I'm looking forward to that story. I hope everybody reads it. Sportingnews.com. It's going to be fun. Good time to do it. So we still have so many undefeated teams. Obviously, we're not. they're all not going to make it. Uh, but we'll see where everybody stands right now. Let's get back to the trivia question, and then we'll get out of here. So if you're looking at the AP preseason top 20, four teams have now dropped out that are no longer in the AP top 20. They're not even in the top 25 for week nine. Can you name the four teams that, uh, that have uh, dropped out that have I had think, a little bit of a disappointing season?
2: I think three I can get for sure. Clemson. Clemson Oklahoma State no they didn't they weren't in the top 20 they were not South Carolina no wow so we're Wisconsin yes okay so two give me uh,
1: Wisconsin uh, top 20
2: those are the four I wrote give me one second I'll, I'll figure out the other two um
1: you're good with the polls
2: Tennessee no
1: Tennessee's ranked Florida Florida was definitely not preseason. Florida up. not top 25. Florida I'm like scrambling. Connected. Their over-under was like six, I think. I don't know. Who are the other two? i, I I'm blanking. Think Big 12. T-C- think TCU. Think Big 12 champions. TCU, Kansas State. State. Yeah. Okay, TCU and Kansas State.
2: Kansas State's going to be ranked again shortly, though. So give them like another week. They're going to be ranked again. TCU, not so much. Four and four.
1: Whew. Yeah. So, all right, yep, yep, Clemson. Three Big 12 State, teams. TCU and Wisconsin.
2: Well, not a two. Oklahoma State, and but I feel like South Carolina and Oklahoma State were ranked, just not in the top 20.
1: Mm, I can call it up right here before we get out of here. One of them was. um, No. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, top to the 20 to 25, 21 to 25 was North Carolina, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tulane, and Iowa. South-
2: Iowa. Iowa was going to be my other
1: yeah, guess. Ben. Who was the other one you said?
2: I said Iowa was going to be my other guess, but yeah. I knew they were like 24-ish.
1: 25th, you know? yep. So, cool. Anyway. all right. No, half that credit. was fun. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast presented by Twisted T. Thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football. Please leave a review if you enjoyed it today. We'll be back uh, later in the week with our prediction show. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you soon.